0: Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of City High Radio's podcast. City High Radio is a youth radio group based in Tucson, Arizona. We write, record, and produce all our own stories. Okay, so here in the desert, it's monsoon season, and it's still hot, so we got water on our minds. Our story for this month is called A Crisis in the Desert, and it's all about whether Tucson is going to run out of water. This story was produced by Paloma Martinez. Here's Paloma.
1: I live in Tucson, where summers are beginning to reach 118 degrees and the saguaro cacti are 45 feet tall. You'd never imagine that there used to be a river that flowed right through the middle of town. There were watermelons growing on the banks and people used to have boat parties and picnics under gigantic trees. But the river is dry now. I live less than a block from the Santa Cruz River Wash. All it is now is miles and miles of sand and trash. I hear there might be a global water crisis coming soon, and I hear about cities like Cape Town running out of water, and I look at my city, and I feel afraid. My mom is worried too.
2: You know, being a homeowner and stuff, it makes me consider if i want to even live here or if i should sell it now before you know the word gets out that there's going to be no water left and then everyone abandons I, like i envision this ghost town
1: my teachers are also worried do you ever worry about Tucson running out of water yes all the time yeah i guess yes absolutely oh my god
3: i worry about Tucson running out of water every single day
1: I wanted to know if we were right to be so worried about water security, so I hunted down some experts.
2: My name is Sharon Magdell. I'm director of the Water Resources Research Center at the University of Arizona, and I do not see Tucson running
1: out of water in the near future. Her answer surprised me, and then I asked a cultural ecologist.
3: Uh, My name is Joaquin, Joaquin Murrieta Saldívar. Do we have a water crisis? Not really.
1: Just to be sure, I asked a superintendent at Tucson Water.
3: I'm James McAdam.
1: Can you see Tucson running out of water for any reason in the near future? No. It doesn't keep you up at night ever?
4: No. No, it really doesn't.
1: Okay, so if there's no crisis, why is our river dry?
4: I think the simplest reason why it stopped flowing is that too much water was pumped out of the ground.
2: And
1: so rivers are connected to the ground below it. They explained to me that Tucson is built on a giant aquifer, which is like a big underground reservoir of water. We dug wells and pumped up the water, and as the population grew, they had to dig deeper and deeper. But if you start pumping
2: that groundwater and you pump it a lot, then that tends to take the water from under the river, and the river doesn't
1: flow anymore. Okay, so I get why the river's not running, but why aren't they worried about running out of water?
4: About 80% of the water that we serve to customers is Colorado River
1: water. I'm embarrassed to admit that I had no idea that since the early 90s, the Central Arizona Project, also known as CAP, has been our main source of water.
4: It's a concrete uh, canal. It's probably the width of like, I don't know, two or three lanes of traffic. It is just, you know, like beige concrete.
1: We divert water from the river and it travels through the desert for 336 miles to Tucson, uphill.
4: We're about 3,000 feet higher than Lake Havasu where the water comes in. And so to get it here, you you have to lift it. And so they have this series of big pumping stations.
3: 40% of the electricity we use in Arizona is to move water just to move water. So I'm opening the tap in my house. That water is full of energy.
1: (laughs) And where does that energy come from?
2: Historically, the Central Arizona Project was relying on power from the Navajo Generating Station. That is a coal-fired
1: plant. Okay, so we get this Colorado River water that uses a ton of energy, but does that really make us secure?
4: People feel this, you know, a visceral kind of insecurity, like, you know, something could happen on the Colorado River and then what do we do? But that Colorado River water also buys us a lot of flexibility because our customers use about 90,000 acre feet a year and we get about 144,000 acre feet.
1: So we get more water than we need and all the extra, we sink it into the ground and it's kind of like a savings account of water, and the aquifer is actually rising again under Tucson.
4: We are really in a really, really, really good position, um, especially compared to a lot of other cities in the West and in the east um, because you know if if the CAP were to shut off today, we could pump groundwater for decades and survive without doing anything
1: dang that is pretty reassuring but I don't understand. If our population is growing, how do we have all this extra water we can afford to bank?
4: Since the mid-80s, we've added 200,000 people to our service area, and we're using the same amount of potable water.
1: Wait, wait, wait. How is that possible?
3: Ten years ago, each of us Tucsonians were using 95 gallons per person a day. Uh, Now we're using 80 gallons per person a day. So we are diminishing our water needs.
1: He explained to me that we use a lot of reclaimed water. And he said that we've taken out a lot of our lawns and planted more native trees. Uh,
3: in my home, I'm at 56
1: gallons. How do you, how do, you do that?
3: <laughs> how do we? Uh, of course, I don't take a shower. Um, <laughs> no, 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 we do. Um, I have an outdoor shower and... I can take a shower outside, oh, nobody sees me, and that water goes into
2: my plants. We have a very uh, responsible culture of conservation here in Tucson.
4: Tucson Water, for decades, had this like really aggressive campaign of conserving water. If you meet anybody over... 35 years old in tucson they know who pete the beak is and pete the beak was this have you heard of pete the beak <laughs> that's awesome
2: we'll water every other day because we really
4: can you know there's old videos
2: About the flowers and the trees. come on tucson keep beating the
3: beat beat
2: cool water every other day
4: Anyway, it was this really successful campaign they did to like get people to reduce their water use during the summer. We never water
0: in the late afternoon because the water in the desert goes away.
4: And then that grew into this like conserve water all year-round campaign. You know, sort of how you judge, how you compare to other cities is gallons per capita per day. And by that measure, we are, you know, national leaders.
1: So if we are national leaders, does that mean I can stop feeling guilty about taking a shower? People don't have to worry
2: about the utility running out of water and not having water to provide them. But I would never said you don't need to be a good water steward, right? You need to be conscientious and conscious of the water you use and be a good steward, and that means you don't waste it. I think of that sometimes in my own home, when my husband does the dishes, and it's like, you've got that water on too strong. You don't need such a pressure. It's it's wasting water. And when you think about the showers that you take, you know, do they have to be as long as they are? Do people daydream? I don't know.
4: I don't think you should worry about it. I think you should enjoy it and appreciate it. I, that, I think more than worry about it, I think... Uh, what I w- wish I could do for everyone is for them to see what is involved in getting their water to them. Um, from an environmental standpoint, first of all, we have to take it from the Colorado River. And we are part of a system that has depleted the, um, this whole delta area of the, of the Colorado River going into the Gulf of California that was one of the largest wetlands in the world. Um, and is now sort of a remnant of its former self. And then even just what is involved in the water coming in at Lake Havasu, being pumped uphill. If you knew what was involved in getting the water to your house, you don't have to think about, like, oh, I should turn my water off when I'm brushing my teeth. You just do, because you know.
1: It was shocking to me when I learned that the Colorado River doesn't reach the sea anymore. And I had no idea that the rivers Delta and Mexico had dried up. It was a huge ecosystem. And now all of these plants and animals have died all because of us. Do you think we need to worry about that stuff more here? Or do you think water conservation and appreciation is for everybody?
4: Oh, it's definitely for everybody. uh, Because, um, you know, just having water around does not mean you have water to drink and to live off of. You know, look at Flint, Michigan, look at, um, well, everywhere.
2: Crisis can be inadequate water, impure, unclean water. It can also mean too much water, flooding,
1: failure of dams, things like that. They seemed so sure, like we've got all this water and they know it's not without a cost and we should keep trying to conserve, but I couldn't help but feeling a little bit nervous. Couldn't climate change change everything? What about climate change? Does that keep you up at night?
4: Yeah. Yeah, I think because it's, it's so uh, unpredictable. Things hit tipping points and then they change really dramatically, really quickly.
3: I mean, the earth is sick. It's like your head is hurting. And if it hurts more, you have to do something because you're getting sick. Well, nature is telling us that. The planet is telling us that. Hey, I'm heating up. I'm sending you a
2: sign. I think we're pretty secure, but that doesn't mean everything's foolproof. I mean, you can never, you know, you should never say never. Well, you can't always guarantee things. You can easily fall out of that sustainable situation.
1: Um, did scientists 50 years ago worry about water, and is that why we are okay today? Is it. I worry about the water now that is going to make us okay for the future.
4: Yes and yes. If if we all use the same amount of water now per person that we did in the 80s, we wouldn't be banking any water. And if we want to stay here, uh, yes, we are going to need to continue to plan and invest and spend money now on things that won't yield results for decades.
1: He brought up a point I hadn't thought about.
4: I think... If we have good government and professional planning, like a lot of people like to bag on planning, like, oh, it's just sort of this wonky thing. Well, planning is the difference between us and uh, Cape Town. That is what is the difference between a crisis and, and not. The real risk is uh, socio-political. It's not resource. And, and that is what keeps me up at night the rise of autocratic regimes and civic unrest, those are the real risks to things like sustainable water supply and energy um, in the future.
1: I wanted to know what they thought I should tell my mom. My mom thinks Tucson might become a ghost town soon, um, and she's not sure she should stay here. What do you think about that?
4: I I used to think that way, Um, and the more that I've learned about not only the water situation but just the rest of the world um i don't i wouldn't advise that uh where are you going to go where are you going to go uh everywhere on earth that we have issues with resources with crises like flooding like contamination like um earthquakes you know Risk is part of being a human being. This idea that Tucson is going to dry up and blow away is just s- completely false. And I can tell you, if we ended up in a situation where that was going to happen, we would—you would also be seeing the largest cities in the Western United States in the same, if not worse, situation: Phoenix, Las Vegas, Denver, um, Los Angeles, San Diego, San Francisco. If you saw something of that scale and magnitude happening in Tucson, you'd better believe that there is a real problem in in our country and in our world. Uh, That's what I think.
1: I don't ever want to leave Tucson. And after talking to the experts, I know I don't have to. I don't worry so much about running out of water anymore, but I still worry about water, maybe even more than ever. What I know now is that my water security comes at a price. Each drop of water that comes out of my tap is one less drop that exists in the river, and each drop comes with its own carbon footprint. The Colorado River Delta in Mexico was once the largest desert estuary in North America, but now it's just sad and dry. Animals that rely on its unique ecosystem are going extinct, And that makes me feel even worse than I did when I was only worrying about my city. But I also feel hopeful. We're using way less water than we used to and we can keep getting better. Watershed Management Group has a plan to help the Santa Cruz River flow again in the next 50 years. And all I can think of is how sweet it would be to walk that block from my house and sit next to the flowing river listening to birds and eating watermelon under the shade of the cottonwood trees. I'll be an old lady by then, but maybe one of my grandchildren will take me out for a boat ride. For City High Radio, I'm Paloma Martinez in Tucson.
0: That was A Crisis in the Desert by Paloma Martinez, and you've been listening to City High Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and Stitcher, or listen to us on PRX, the public radio exchange. If you want to learn more about our high school, visit www.cityhighschool.org. Thanks to Tucson's own Street Pajama for providing the music. I'm Turtle, and see you next time.
3: Cause the water in the desert goes away yeah. Way too soon. Come on to summer, keep digging a bit Bit full water every other day Oh, it's easy to beat
2: the peak,
0: oh yeah Beat the Peak, never water between 4 and 8 p.m. And only every other day